The emergence of COVID-19 has forced the legal industry to rapidly undergo a fundamental transformation. Suddenly, law firms and legal organizations must find new ways to deliver services to and interact with their clients and the broader industry. Those who do this best will not only survive, but thrive in the years ahead. I'm Jack Newton, CEO and co-founder of Clio, the world's leading cloud-based legal software provider. In each episode of Daily Matters, I'll speak with experts, legal professionals, and clients in the legal or tech community to bring you valuable perspective on how to navigate this difficult time. We'll explore what this new normal means for law firms, how legal professionals can find success while working remotely, and how lawyers can best serve their clients during this unprecedented situation. Judy, thanks so much for joining us on this inaugural Daily Matters podcast. We're thrilled to have you join us and are uh, excited and interested to learn your perspective on the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, before we get started, uh, I hope you could just spend a, a minute or two introducing yourself to the audience. Good morning, Jack. Yes, I will. Um, my name is Judy Perry Martinez, and I'm president of the American Bar Association. Many of our listeners are, are already uh, well aware of you and your role. Um, and I, I think, you know, I'm particularly interested in hearing your perspective on what challenges you see lawyers facing with the COVID-19 crisis uh, and, and in particular, how you see those challenges from the ABA's vantage point. Well, first and foremost, we're all, I'm sure, most concerned about people's health and safety. And you know our hearts and and uh, go out to so many lawyers across the country who we know are facing challenges both at the personal level first and foremost as well as in their careers. Um, the challenges that they're facing are uh, significant, and many of them are having to work in different ways, think in different ways, and most importantly, we know that lawyers put at the top of their list their care and service to their clients. And so what we're doing in the American Bar Association is making sure that our members are equipped in order to best serve their clients under these not only new circumstances, but circumstances that are changing each and every day. And what do you, I, I think we're, you know, familiar with, with many of the, the obvious impacts that, that COVID-19 may be having on, on lawyers simply having to work from home all of a sudden, not having access to their, their files, not being able to interact with their staff in person, not being able to interact with their, their clients in person as well. Uh, how, do you, how do you see the ABA helping lawyers navigate uh, some of those obvious challenges? And, and I'm also curious to hear, what are some of the, the non-obvious challenges that you see, uh, see your membership and, and lawyers more broadly facing? Well, you know, the ABA was well prepared for uh, this type of uh, incident, not this particular one, but knowing that we would have to step up um, when our members and lawyers across the country needed us so that they could step up for their clients. And we've done that over and over again um, in response to natural disasters that have been uh, felt across the country. And we knew when this came along that we had to do the same. And many natural disasters also not only affect clients, but they affect lawyers in practice. I'm born and raised in New Orleans, so I know firsthand from my experience how disruptive and challenging um, getting not only your own household back up and running, but also your practice back up and running, and at the same time, making sure that you're helping your clients as quickly as possible to get their businesses and their lives back in order. And we also know that people without resources are the ones that are hardest hit. 
As a consequence, what we're doing in the ABA, we've already started, is and really have rolled out some really, I think, helpful tools and information, is that we are posting uh, not only uh, for our members, but free resources at AmericanBar.org slash disaster for lawyers to help them understand uh, the pandemic, how to respond in a disaster, making sure that we're putting up tools that'll help them in transition. And most importantly, to your point, Jack, about sometimes the hidden impacts, uh, we also have up on our website information about wellness and stress and how to deal and cope on a daily basis with circumstances that are new to lawyers. I can tell you that many a lawyer um, identifies with putting on their suit or their dress or their, or their outfit and going to work down at a certain office and taking a certain route down there. And that is now absent from their lives. Just that sense of being out of routine can have impact on individuals. It can create greater stressors. And when you add to that lawyers who care about their staff, who care about their clients, who really want to make sure that they have not only a business to come back to, but a business that they know will be thriving and will get through these hard times is what we're focused on. You mentioned uh, being based in Louisiana. Uh, what are some of the hard-earned lessons from Katrina that you might be able to, to share with the audience as well? Well, several. Um, number one, work together and as a community. Um, it gives you strength from an emotional perspective. It helps you on your down days to lift you up when you need it most. Um, being there for somebody else gives you great fulfillment. Um, and at the same time, we also know that a critical group to get back up and running are legal aid and LSC-funded grantees, those offices who are on the front line for poor and near poor each and every day, to make sure that they can get their offices back up and running so they can help those in need because they are true experts. And the other thing I think that we learned from Louisiana is when a disaster after a hurricane, and much like this one, and this one is of even greater magnitude, what you realize is that it's different than a fire in a neighborhood or someone in your community or your church or your synagogue community getting sick. Everyone is impacted. And as a result, you really have to think about how you can not only get yourself back up on your feet, but how what you are doing may be helpful information to others. And that's what we're sharing through the American Bar Association, is helping with lessons learned, how to be stronger, how to be better. And when we think about all of our members and lawyers across the country, but particularly GP and solo practitioners, we know that they're taking on a lot of this burden on their own. And so what we want to be is, like Cleo, one of those really important and resourceful communities for them um, that they can go to. And with the resources that we're putting online, um, the CLEs that are available to members, and so much more, um, we know that we're going to be there for lawyers and make a difference. Absolutely. And I, I think your, your comment around community, along with your earlier comment around some of the mental health challenges that uh, not just lawyers, but that we're all going to be facing over the, the coming months, I, I think social distancing is going to exact a toll and communities and connecting with your communities, both your professional and your personal communities are, are more important than, than ever. When you, when you think about the next six to 
eight months, Judy, and, and the way this, this pandemic is going to play out, I, I think it's pretty clear to, to most of us that it's, it's not going to be two or three weeks and things are, are back to normal. We're going to see economic impacts from this and, and per, perhaps societal impacts, including social distancing that might last uh, many months. How do you think lawyers should be preparing for the coming, let's call it six months as, as the, the first event horizon. But if we think six months out, how should lawyers be thinking about that and, and preparing for that? Well, I think they have to do several things, including taking a minute, no matter the exigencies of any day, and maybe do it every day. Take a pause, even if it's just for 15 or 20 minutes at a certain time in the day. Put it on your calendar and say, okay, I'm getting through this one day. I know what I have to do this week to help my clients, to be at my best for them, to be the most competent and ethical lawyer that I can be. But let me also think about what opportunities lie ahead. Should I be taking the time to retool? Maybe my practice will in fact, maybe not take a total pivot, but I may add to my portfolio skills so that I can accommodate the needs of those whom I've served before, or maybe others who will need my help. But just taking that few moments of dedicated time, you know, consider it your time for meditation about what your future holds. Um, and I hope you're doing some of that meditation for your wellness and your stress on the personal side. But think about sometimes bringing in important key stakeholders um, that you have in your circles. For instance, is there a trusted member or more of your staff, no matter how small? Or somebody, if you're a solo practitioner, operating out of your own home even before this, that you want to say, can we connect and have coffee over a Zoom meeting? Um, or even just think about sitting by yourself and contemplating before, when I was in law school many, many years ago, and ask you this question, I thought about the lawyer I wanted to be. And maybe that stayed the same over the course of your career, or maybe that's changed multiple times. This is a moment for you to grow, to get through these struggles, to learn the lessons that are helping just energize all of us in a very, very important way to do better than we did the day before. And that's a really tough thing to ask of people, to give up even 20 minutes a day to take on that important exercise. But I can tell you, I believe personally, it will do you well. I'm an early riser. I do that very early in the morning. And it takes a bit of discipline to think about the future and not the day that lies ahead of you. But I do think it's going to pay off. That's great advice. And on the, the nuts and bolts aspects of things, have you seen, you've got a, a unique vantage point at the ABA with a, a huge membership and being able to see already how some of your, your members are navigating this challenge from a, um, from a technical standpoint, a technology standpoint, are you seeing certain tools or certain approaches to running distributed law firms, certain approaches to working with your clients in this new era starting to, 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 to emerge almost as best practices? You know, it's interesting. I think law firms of all sizes are going through a massive transformation as well as our clients. And so we can look to our clients to see what works, but they can also look to us and see what's possible, particularly uh, if lawyers get this right, think of all the help that they can be giving just by leading by example with small businesses and you know, mom and pop shops. Um, and so helping your clients in a way that may not be just legally 
related on a question of substantive law, but one about how do I take this on? Um, how do I remotely work? What's my gig look like? What's you know my work unbundled look like? And I think what we're seeing is everybody adapting. And when you think about it, Jack, lawyers do that well. That is a skill that we learn over time. Hopefully it starts in law school when they're teaching us skills we need to be a lawyer for 2030 and not just 2020. Um, but you know, it is a skill we learn. We do it for clients all the time. We're presented with challenges and problems, and what we do is find solutions. And so what we're seeing is that lawyers who had no remote capabilities all of a sudden are saying, I can do that. And that's really the spirit of lawyering, isn't it? It's really about getting to solutions and picking up whatever your tools are in terms of your hardware and learning that downloading the apps that you need and someone's suggested it to you, whether it's the American Bar Association, Clio, or another trusted source, um, that you can take this on and do it no matter your age, um, that there are people out there like the, that the ABA um, Legal Resource Technology Center and others um, who can help you with that. Um, and frankly, you're going to feel a sense of pride and accomplishment when you do it. Absolutely. I, I think that this is, uh, you, you used the term adapt, and that's uh, certainly something that I think that if we see any kind of a, a silver lining to this, this crisis, it's, it's maybe that there will be foundational changes in how lawyers uh, work and the way they collaborate with each other and their clients that might help increase access to justice or might have other lasting impacts beyond the coronavirus crisis. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, what do you see as, as maybe some of the changes, some of the adaptations that the profession might go through over the coming months that, that might positively impact the profession on an enduring basis? Well, you know, one is a bit more esoteric, but I want to share it with you. And that is an opening up of our minds that it's okay to try something and fail. None of us want to fail, but in fact, with failure comes great lessons. And opening up yourself to the fact that you may try something that may not work is really one of the best things that can come out of this experience, I believe. I also think that understanding what you can learn from others in the most unlikely places that you may in fact be a transactional lawyer and you've never thought about taking on a pro bono case that would require you to go to a courtroom, much less what we may see in the future of some remote hearings of all, and not too distant future, of some remote hearings in an area you're not familiar with. You know how to get competent. You know that there are resources out there. You may be able to partner with a legal aid or legal services corporation funded attorney, or maybe your local pro bono project, or maybe somebody else in a different firm that you don't have a relationship with now because you're in a niche practice. But taking that step and stepping up to the plate and contributing is one of the things that I think we'll see in terms of lessons for members of our profession. And the other thing is, I think, that we're gonna see ourselves as we have time and time again, whether it's people who have transitioned from um, private practice to in-house work, or individuals who have gone back to private practice or jumped into government agency work, we know how to rejigger our skills. We know how to get other competencies. We know how to learn what the practice and protocols of, of a different arena. And every one of us, I think, can take this opportunity and think about all you have within you that you may not have even let or given the opportunity to come forth. 
in service to others. That's a great perspective, and I uh, I share your optimism around uh, around that. Um, Judy, the the ABA just launched a, a task force uh, tackling the challenges of, of COVID nineteen, and um, you know I was I was honored to be invited to that task force along with uh, with Joshua Lennon uh, from the the Clio team. Uh, but I'm I'm curious, could you give us from your perspective? The, the, the mandate of that task force and what you're hoping it will be able to produce for the, the profession over the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, first of all, thanks to both you, Deck, and Joshua for agreeing to serve um, on this task force. It is um, a remarkable um, collection of individuals who care and who have demonstrated their leadership in the profession and beyond for many, many years. We are so fortunate to have former president of the Legal Services Corporation for the country, Jim Sandman, who stepped up to chair the task force. And he is joined by not only ABA leaders from various sections, divisions, and forums, as well as our standing and special committees, but the conferences, uh, the Conference of Chief Justices President, the president of the National Center for State Courts, the president of the court administrators, COSCA, their association, the lead response uh, staff person for the administrative office of the courts, for all federal courts in their response to the pandemic, and industry leaders like you and, and Joshua, who are coming in to sit at the table to do the best thing that we can do uh, for those in need. What we know is that the legal needs of the public are going to increase significantly across the country as a result of COVID-19. Uh, we know that we will have significant increases as we have experienced after Katrina in Louisiana, after the BP oil spill in Louisiana, and domestic violence incidents, for instance. We know that people are going to have need for modifications, perhaps, of child custody or child support orders because of changing family dynamics, loss of a breadwinner in a family, or even having to move out of their homes and locations in some situations. Landlord-tenant evictions are something that we know will go up and go on the rise. We know that small businesses are going to have multiple needs. We know that even major clients are going to have issues that they have to confront that they've never had to confront before, whether that be changes in, in all sorts of ways, um, and we want to be make sure that we understand what those needs are. But particularly in the access to justice realm, understanding what the legal needs increase will be, understanding and recommending how we address those needs, and the task force will be making recommendations to the American Bar Association. And then most importantly, mobilizing lawyers and legal professionals and others who care and their resources across the country to meet these needs. That's where we're going to see the difference that an ABA convening like this makes. Because we bring together the talent, the knowledge, the wherewithal, and the commitment from all over the country and we bring it together here virtually, totally virtually, and we're doing this in order to immediately, once we got our staff members safe and secure and working, and once we turned and made sure that our volunteers were safe and secure and active volunteers, what we decided was that this could not be a step that we missed. And we launched it uh, last Friday, uh, Friday a week ago, and we've already had our first meeting next last Wednesday. It's a... Uh... Yeah, it's moving moving fast, and and kudos for for the velocity that uh, I think the ABA has been responding to and providing leadership in this in this crisis. 
to to close out, Judy, I, I wanted to ask two questions. One was, how are you feeling personally? Uh, curious uh, how, how your your personal state of mind is, and and how you feel about the uh, the future given given current events. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for asking. My family members are all doing fine. Uh, we're all isolated in different cities and in our homes and trying to be smart about social distancing. Um, you know, we know that lawyers have to serve their clients. We know that in some states, you know, that's going to be difficult. In some locations, it'll be more difficult than others. Um, and we know that access to justice is hugely dependent upon access to lawyers and all of their competencies and knowledge. Um, but what we also know is that lawyers are smart about adapting, as we said earlier. And what I see and what is inspiring me and energizing me every day is hearing from lawyers across the country, reading stories about what they are doing to step up, whether it's law firms, uh, big and small, or individual lawyers who are sparking an idea about how something can be done differently, um, maybe dynamically differently, but all being done to better serve their clients. Um, so what I can tell you is that I have a personal sense inside that is driving me every day as I lead the American Bar Association that is tuned into all of the energy that's out there and the commitment that's out there. And I know that if we do this together, we will not only come through these very difficult times, and we cannot understate the challenges that individual lawyers, their families, and their firms, and their staff are having because they are huge. But I just have a very good sense working together and using our skills that will come out of this even stronger than we were in the years before. I agree. Thank you, Judy. Um, and to, to, to close, I, uh, my, my final question, and you've touched on many, of, uh, many aspects of this over the course of our conversation, but uh, I'm curious to hear what you hear as the, what you see as the, the opportunities for the ABA in the path forward. And in particular, how uh, how our listeners might be able to take advantage of of the the ABA to lean on the NBA in this in this crisis, and how, where can they go to to learn more about joining the ABA if they're not currently a member? Well, certainly AmericanBar.org is our website that has not only information about membership and all it offers, but it also tells you about the extraordinary CLEs that we are pushing out in direct response to the pandemic. Um, AmericanBar.org backslash disaster has all of those disaster resources and disaster response resources that I spoke about earlier, Joe, uh, Jack. Um, and, I, and I can tell you that those are terrific and they're resourceful. The wellness resources are there as well. But I want to take a moment and also congratulate Cleo um, and say thanks for all you're doing. Um, to you. make sure that we are, um, you know, responding as a community in so many different ways um, to all the needs of lawyers across the country. With I appreciate that. The force of Thank good you. and the resources that I know that the American Bar Association um, offers, as well as I know that Clio and other um, industry uh, players and leaders are offering. Again, I think that lawyers are going to find that we'll come out of this and we'll be there for each other and that um, we'll come out a stronger profession for those whom we serve. All right. Well, we're, uh, agree. We're in this together and, and hope we, uh, we come out stronger for it. Thanks so much for joining us today, Judy. Really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, stay healthy and look forward to talking to you soon. You too, Jack. You too. Thank you.
Thanks for joining us on Daily Matters, a podcast from Clio. Rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Daily Matters is produced by Andrew Booth, Sam Rosenthal, and Derek Bolin, and hosted by yours truly, Jack Newton. Thanks also to Clio, the world's leading cloud-based legal technology provider, for supporting this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Clio, please visit Clio.com. And for more resources to help lawyers navigate the challenges of COVID-19, please visit Clio.com slash COVID-relief.